You're listening to the VIC 757 Podcast featuring Dwight and Michael Vick talking all things tech. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the edition of the VIC 757 Show. I'm your host, Dwight Vick, along with Hall of Fame quarterback Michael Vick. We in the building to talk all things tech once again. Um, another dub for our Hokies, man. Mike, how you another doing? Another win. I'm good, man. I'm excited that we touring on. I'm jumping on the bandwagon, even though I never jumped off. Back <laughs> on our bandwagon. Sick of people talking about them other schools around the country. Alabama, Ohio State. Good teams. Good, good ball clubs. Yeah, man. Virginia Tech. Yeah, it's all things tech. We talking all, things, all tech. things tech. It's always good too when you get a W too. Um, I know it was against Middle Tennessee, but at the same time, they came out after a very impressive win against Carolina. Started off a little sluggish, but they got the W. And look, 35 to 14, they were favored by 20. And after that game, if you take a step back, you look at the landscape of college football, Florida State lost to Jacksonville State. Notre Dame almost lost to Toledo. Miami was hanging on by a thread to beat Appalachian State. So, and then, and then Ohio State lost at home to Oregon, even though Oregon was yeah. ranked 12, they lost at home. So any given Saturday, man. So you, you, your win is a win, right? You know? Notre, Notre Dame barely won. Did you, you mentioned Notre Dame, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Notre barely Dame won over Toledo. We got Notre Dame down the road. So that that's, that's something that can give us some confidence as far yeah. as them coming to Lane. They coming to Lane? Yeah, they come in the lane. Yeah, they come in yeah, the lane. Yeah, so yeah. it's gonna get real hectic. It's gonna get real yeah. hectic. I mean, it's gonna be <laughs> exciting. So, and like you say, any given Saturday or mm-hmm. Thursday night, yeah, go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No we doubt. in the mix. We in the mix. We should feel good right now. We our team should feel good about where they at right now. Hey, and you know what, man? Um, I, I think you know when you talk about West Virginia, that's what we got this weekend. Uh, a few people have already hit me up talking about your miracle in Morgantown when you had that run up the sideline and Shane Graham's kick. And then you talk about, you know, little bruh, you know, little cousin, me, Marcus, you know, letting the fans know in Morgantown how he felt about him. The Vicks overall had some great memories, but, okay. you know, real quick, that game for you, I know you had many great runs, but that game, because Y'all, if you lose that game, there is no national championship appearance, man. Yeah, the yeah. reality, <laughs> the, the the reality in all actuality, if we lose that game, if Shane don't kick that ball through the uprights, because I could have did everything right and, and the entire offense and the defense for keeping us in that position. And, you know, offensively, we did a good job of moving the ball. I think we probably started on like our own 28 and we probably got down to like the, you know, 36 or 37 yard line, somewhere in that yeah. area. But Shane, yeah. he still had to put it through the upright, man. And, and that's the reason he played about 10 years in the National Football League, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, man. You know, he was I clutch. Was, yeah, he was. Shane, Shane was on my other show, man. And uh Shane is so humble, a lot like you. He always looks back on that like, you know, he didn't feel he felt like he was gonna make it. He said, but like Frank Beamer, Coach Beamer had probably had more faith than he did, but that was yeah. a great moment in his life, man. And that was a right. that was a crazy game because Andre Davis found out before the game he lost a family member. Right. Um, you know, you guys were dealing with all the media attention. You on the cover of magazines. My, yeah. My grandmother was very sick at the time. Uh, and you know, when you're in college, you're away from home. 
And anything mm -hmm. that's going on back home in your area, in your neighborhood, you know, it, there were no cell phones. You had to get back to the phone in the dorm to be able to call back home. Very different times that my grandmother was sick at the time. So I played with a heavy heart uh, it, and it was a rough game. It was a rough day. You ask any of the guys who played that day. It was, a, it was, you know, some tough action out there. And it was a lot of turmoil and a lot of adversity we, that we faced and we had to overcome. That was a good football team over there. A lot of those guys played in the pros. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did, man. And, um, I, I, I've told everybody on Twitter as much as I can. You talk about going to Morgantown. At the end of the day, I know it's not the same because we're no longer conference, you know, foes and win the ACC. They're in the Big 12. They don't play every yeah. year. It's still a trophy right. game, the Black Diamond Trophy, which Tech yeah. has held. I think Tech has won the last three straight matchups, the last one being in FedEx Field, a shootout. Virginia Tech came out on top, um, led by Josh Jackson, who's no longer with the program. You know, he transferred. Yeah. But they had a great season that year, Tech did, and they beat West Virginia. And to me, I don't know about you, cuz, but like, you know, when UVA is our rival by natural demographic, you know, UVA both being the big in-state schools. But when I look back mm -hmm. on my time at Tech, I always think about obvious UVA at the end of the game, but it's Miami and West Virginia. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like West Virginia, yeah. West Virginia, you know. I'm gonna tell yeah. you this. I'm gonna tell you this. The reason why West Virginia became our rival and people, you'll be like, how did West Virginia, like who would have thought? Them, not UVA, two totally different schools. A lot of those kids that go to West Virginia come from the South, you know? So they come from South Florida and, and I know that. So they all like, they all like to talk trash and like yeah. in your face type of people. And you know, it, it's not, the kids from the state of West Virginia, no disrespect. No, I'm not no, saying that no, they no, don't no. have any, but you know, just to kind of clear it up so people always so people know why West Virginia is a good football team, nine times out of ten, and good players every year consistently. It's because they athletes and they come from every even Virginia included. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm absolutely. not excluding yes. us, but I'm saying it's it's like a it's a melting pot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. We got a special guest getting ready to jump on, man. Um, you know, he I, I'm out. excited, but I'm about to law, I'm about to bring him on right now. This is a guy I can't wait to hear from because he's a person that um when I got to tech, he was an OG to me. And I was only there one year with him, man. But he's one of the best athletes I've ever seen. I'm about to bring him on right now, man. So I know Hokie Nation is gonna be really excited to let him in and see his face and hear his thoughts about the Hokies, man. Um I am too. Joining us Me now. Included. Joining us now. There he is without any further delay. The GOAT, my God, Antonio <laughs> Freeman. What's good, Free? What's up, Vic, man? Good to see yeah. you, bro. Hey. I've, you know, I've been watching, you know, you do your podcast and things, and you've been doing a great thing, man, leading up to this venture partnering with, you know, Cuzzo Vic. But uh, congratulations on all, you know, you've been able to accomplish on the on the media tip, man. Yeah, it ain't yeah. it ain't easy. <laughs> yeah. I know. Shout yeah. out to Cuz. Yeah. Right, man. It, it, this ain't this ain't an easy feel, man. Anybody that think this is something that you could just pick up and do is it, not something. But I encourage, you know, kids to get into it because it's it's a great world, you know, in terms of you know media. That's what it's all right. about. Yo, free. So I was just telling uh Mike, man, before you jumped on, man. You know, um, I talked to you last week when you were 
down in Tampa, you and shout out my man Kev Mark, man, how you know I was I'm older than Mike. So when Mike got there, I was I I carried on with you and all you guys passed on to me. When I got to tech, man, like you, DeShazo, Cornell Brown, Antonio Banks, Tyrone Drakeford, uh 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 T Gray, I can go on and on, man. You guys really were were a big reason why tech is when the place they are now. We're gonna talk a lot about that. Also talk about the current state of Virginia Tech. But like, when you look back on that time, man, um, you were a big time athlete out of Baltimore. You could hoop and you could play football. Was Tech your first choice? You know, like, cause I know, mm. yeah, I, I got, I know, nice. you know, yeah, was Tech your first <laughs> <Nice>. choice? <laughs> you know what, to be honest, Vic, I mean, if I wanted to play division one A football, that was my only choice. You know, back really? then, inner city black kids uh, in inner city neighborhoods, we didn't really get a shot to to, to go off and, and play football and have a full scholarship. So uh, there were a lot of demographics and parenting things that, you know, the, the recruiters had to come in and visit to make sure I was from a stable home. I had both parents there and things of that nature. So that was my only choice. I mean, I had James Madison uh, and a few other smaller schools, but... Uh, yeah, Virginia Tech was it, man. It was five hours away, and uh, it made a lot of sense. So, Free, you mean to tell me that Virginia Tech was the only school that recruited you? I mean, what, you what, was, your high, what was your high school career like? If you want to call it recruiting me, uh, you know, <laughs> VTech just showed up and put, put the scholarship papers on the table, and uh, moms was, was like, moms was looking at me like, you like, can't say no. <laughs> um, but but to address my high school situation, I played ball. I played basketball a lot. That was my passion. Uh, in my junior year, you know, I was kind of a, a good kid, but a mischievous yeah. kid. So gotcha. uh, I wasn't, you know, eligible to play in the ninth and 10th grade uh, because of science and social studies. I could okay. never get past those two classes, but I was good at everything else. Yeah. And, you know, you had, you had to pass those two classes to be eligible and something just went off uh, at the end of my 10th grade year. I went out for the football team. Uh, I didn't even start my junior year. I was like the backup um, and I played hoops. I was all state in basketball in 11th grade. He can hoop, he can hoop, wow. he can hoop. All That's state in 12th grade in basketball. And That's what's up. I just, I, my senior year, my quarterback was my best friend. And- uh, yeah. It was our time. He had played JV and it was our time to shine. And man, I just took off, man. We connected. I had one of the biggest uh, seasons in, in, in Baltimore's public school history uh, in just one season. And uh, yeah. that's why there weren't a lot of people knocking on the door, but we finished number 23 in the country. And I still yeah. didn't get no run. Our top rated running back, he got a scholarship to Villanova. So like I said, big time recruiting really worked. Yeah in those inner cities back then. Hey, because you know, before because go ahead, go ahead, before go ahead, go ahead. you move on, before you move on, and I know we talking basketball, it just came to my attention. Our brother, all of our Virginia Tech brothers, got a, got a shout out, you know, rest in peace to the homie Keon. He was Keon a great Carpenter. basketball Keon player. Keon Carpenter. Too. I knew you so were going there. Out of so coming out of Baltimore, you saying you was a hooper. I know that was your little brother, Free. That was my big brother, uh, Dwight. That was your little brother. You know, uh, you know, Keon was a, he, he was a, he was a hell of a hooper too, man. So I just wanted to shout him out and leave. Oh no, leave no, no! By all means, by all means, listen, listen. First of all, 
I love the humble Antonio Freak, man, because you got to understand something, man. Look, first of all, <laughs> I got the tech, yo. I, I told him this story. He didn't notice that I talked to him last week. Mm -hmm. I was a 17-year-old freshman. My mom started me early. Back then, I probably should have reclassed back down because I got the tech young. And I seen Free on TV. And, you know, by the time I got the tech, man, him and Ken Brown and Maurice, they was on posters in my dorm room. <laughs> so I used to be in a locker room, you know, just looking at Free stand yeah. there. And, yeah. you know, Free at that time and throughout the time I've known him has never been shy on confidence, ever. So, like... I'm looking at him, man. I'm looking at how he put on his socks, man. Yeah. I'm looking at him, and he's telling the guys in the locker room, he said, yo, you better get, you better lace them tight because I'm about to take you to the house. Like, he would talk. I'm giving you the clean version. He was talking so much trash in the locker room. <laughs> I love room, it. And it was crazy because I would look at him, man. But here's another funny story about basketball. So I came in in 94 with Tony Morrison, James Crawford, uh, Big Wheatley. He was a big tight end and basketball player at Allegheny. Um... It was a it was a group of us, man. And Al Clark, who was from DC, who could hoop gotcha. to with the yep. long two socks. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we had the freshman five. We called the Fab Five. I played in the middle. So that whole year, back then we used to hoop at War Memorial, whatever. Uh -huh. Late in the year, the season's over. Free's getting ready for the draft, bro. So yeah. free and some of the OGs, the older heads, we playing pickup. And you know, I, I was a Knicks Pistons fan. You know, I was a basketball player, but I felt like <laughs> It won't right. no free layup show. Free got a breakaway. I came from the side and cut them. Free, yeah. I'm, I, free was like, hey yo, hey yo, I'm out, y'all. Y'all, y'all in here. Yeah, yeah. He said, yeah. He said, yo. He said, I don't know. He said, yo, y'all in here tripping, man. And I'm giving you the clean version because free, he was like, he was not just mad at me. He was just like, yo, y'all, y'all some idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta understand the circumstances. Yo, basically. I mean, I just, I just, and I, I felt bad, but I, you know, I was just hoping, man, but free was. It's your chance dude. to apologize. Oh, yeah, he, he know I'm sorry. He know I'm sorry. All right, <laughs> he know I'm sorry. Hey, he know I'm sorry. He know, he know how much I love him, man. And, uh, you know, it's funny, man. Shout out to Coach Beamer, man, because I always tell people anytime I get on the show, I do a lot of radio, a lot. I was on XM radio last night, ESPNU. And I always, I, I, you know, I respect Coach Fuente and those guys now, but I always shout out Coach Beamer because, he went in and got guys like Keon and um, yep. Freeman. And he Freeman. went down to South yep. Florida. He went to East End Looper News. Yep. And he went and got guys that certain schools, because Ronya Whitaker said this, certain schools wouldn't recruit because of where they came from. And you look right. at what Free did at Tech, he made the right decision, man. Free mentioned um, it. Yeah. Free mentioned it. Hey, Freak, Freak, I mean, football question. Shifting gears before we go into a little bit of tech and cuz gonna lead us into that. Couple of things that I wanna know and I, that the Hokie Nation is watching uh, should know. Who was your quarterback and what round did you get drafted in? At, in your tenure at Tech? Uh, first off, uh, shout out to my man, Keon Carpenter. You remember they gave these out at his funeral, man. I, just, yes. I ain't never took them off. I take a shower in it every day. Love. Thank you, man. You know, it was all love. love. That was my little yep. brother. And he loved his Michael Vick, man. So yeah. shout out to Keon Carpenter. Um, yes. Talking back to my tech days, my, my quarterback was Maurice DeShazer. Uh, okay. Who's a, who's, a, who's a great athlete. I mean, if yep. you wanted him to play baseball, he could do that. Basketball, he could jump out the gym. He had a nice jumper. Uh, football, he was 
probably too talented for his position yeah. because he got was so, he could do so much and uh, he was so athletic and uh you know I got drafted in the third round the 90th pick overall and uh you know that just kind of left a chip on my shoulder like Vic said you know I, I played with a lot of pride and I just didn't think I was the ninth best receiver coming out of college because I had played in the East-West Shrine game uh, back then. That, that was the pr predominant uh, all-star game. And the, the, uh, the East-West, that was the other one. And yep. uh, I mean, I just didn't feel like I was the ninth best receiver. And, uh, you know, I just came with a chip on my shoulder, just like I did with Tech. You know, I was always behind. I talked about in high yeah. school how I didn't play in 11th grade. Yeah, I was a backup when I got to Tech. I was number six on the list. I had to fight my way through. When I got yeah. to Green Bay, I was the last guy on the list, the last guy not to get cut. So mm -hmm. uh, even though Chip my, on your shoulder. my story is a success, uh, my struggles really aren't documented. Yeah, good to yeah. know. Great what you mean know. when you say your struggles, like you're talking about as far as the, all the stuff you had to overcome? Yeah, just overcoming things, uh, being the sixth man on the depth chart, you know, how, how, how that's, just blows your mind. Like, how do I get past these guys to get number one? Uh, but one of my things I crafted on is if a guy was in front of me, I would steal little different crafts about him. He was in front of me because he, he could obviously do something a little better than I could, whether it be the small things like blocking or just being accountable for the quarterback. So I was a thief when I played sports. I stole <laughs> a little bit of crap out of everybody that I played with and I lumped it into my big bag and made me a big old Merlin crab cake, man. You know? Yes, sir. That's, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is, a, that is a great message. That's a great message for the young kids watching. I tell you that. Yeah. Hey, 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 Mike, here's the thing, man. Like, I love hearing these stories, man, because like, even if we were just sitting around Free's crib talking, I love hearing these stories, man, because I'm younger than him. And, you know, it's just like when you watch a game, you see Saturdays or Sundays, you see the end result, but you don't see the behind the scenes work. And then you see the end result for free being one of those situations. This guy's in the Virginia Tech Sports Hall of Fame. And then he's yes. also in the Green Bay one, right? You know, like yes. the Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame, bro. Like, think about the Packers and Tech. And then you you were talking about how you persevered to me. Shout out to you, Free. I know we got a lot more stuff to talk about. I just had to, that kind of hit me as you were talking because it's one of those things when you in the moment, all of us play, you're just trying to get to that place of being a starter, being successful. Yep. And all of a sudden, you become a great one, a legendary right. one. You know, so, you know, Free, let's talk about it, though. Um, before Shout we talk about Nick Cullen, Bo Campbell. Yeah, Nick, Bo Campbell. Uh, oh, know, my goodness. Marcus Sir, Mike Sturd event, you know, all those guys, I had to steal some of their crap. I mean, Nick Cullen was probably the best route runner probably in tech history. Uh, wow. So, mm. you know, I had to steal little traits and how these guys did things and incorporated in my, my athleticism, and man, and it became, you know, what it was. And a Hall yeah. of Fame career, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and shout out to your guy too, my guy too, Steve Saunders. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Steve was a great one. Y'all, that offense, so, I, like I said, we're gonna talk about, you know, Middle Tennessee and UNC and the big matchup with Tech and West Virginia, because I definitely want to hear your thoughts, talk to Mike too about it, but just to reflect though, um, you talk about those years at Tech, especially that that miracle, magical season in 93. Because what, what new age Tech fans, the younger ones, the ones that know us in the ACC and bowl games and sugar bowls, 
they don't know that you was there and, you know, y'all didn't have the transfer portal. So you were there for some ugly years. And then all of a sudden, 93 comes on the scene and you guys have one of the best offenses in tech history, man. Talk about your teammates that season, you know, that 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 bowl game win that everybody talks about, man. Like, how special was that, man? Go ahead, man. Just, you know, <laughs> I still got my ring, man. My my Independence Bowl ring. You know, that's what's up. Ninety-three. You know, these are significant things. You don't get these things where you keep them. Yep. Moments yep. like this to share with brothers like you. You know, we're putting together something powerful and something big, man. So shout out to both of you guys for being courageous, taking that big step out there, man, and taking a leap. And I guarantee you, man, if y'all just put that ground in like y'all did as football players. You guys gonna be great, man. So shout Thank out to you guys. You know, appreciate you, Free. Um, no doubt, Free. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was just our, our time at Tech was was growing, man. You know, it, it was some tough times. It was two eight and one. We wore Converse. You know, <laughs> first pair of Nikes were some flat, real hard Nikes that you couldn't do anything with. But we was just happy to have a Nike contract. The Lester Specials. You know, at the end of, we went from being independent to the biggies and, you know, and, and on and on and on. And um, Man, the ACC. Now the ACC. And just some special moments. You know, Coach Beamer, you mentioned uh, being there, just guiding us. Uh, he was like my dad away from home. That was my first time away from home. And, uh, you know, just tough consequences and decisions he made. I know you guys remember the story about Antonio Freeman and how I almost screwed it all up. He tells it to every incoming class. Uh, you know, so it was always great to have a guy in your corner fighting for you, now giving you an opportunity to change your dynamic. You know, coming from where I was from, East Baltimore. Uh, shout out East Baltimore, and you know, shout being in Virginia Baltimore. Tech, it was real rural. It was different. You know, yeah. so a lot of adjusting and. To have good people and, and Von Hebron from Baltimore, he was another guy that was instrumental mm. in getting oh, me. Oh, Von Von Hebron went to Tech. Yeah, he was at yeah, Tech. tech. I did not yeah. know that. Baltimore, yeah, Mike. Tech history, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was a fan yeah. of Von Hebron. Yeah. He was yeah. a beast. Mike Clark recruited both of us at the time. He was a defensive coordinator at that time for the uh, Virginia Tech Hokies. So yeah, Von Hebron from Baltimore. Baltimore put out. Shout out, out to Von. Shout out to Von. Seven five seven. Shout out to Von. Free, what you think about what you think about the state of our program right now? Have you been follow, following Virginia Tech over the last couple of years? You know, Mike, I really never really wanted to coach, but watching Tech on Saturdays, it makes me want to get out there and go back and be a receiving coach, man. And that's what's just up. Get back to the basics. Yes. You know, beating one-on-one -on -one coverage at the line of scrimmage and just having that dog. You know, yeah. I just don't see a lot of that when I watch the games. Um, you know, I think recruiting is taking a hit. Uh, with Fuentes being a particularly Midwest guy coming to the East Coast, I thought about making some calls and see how I could join the staff and, you know, help with the recruiting. You know, we're here mm -hmm. in Florida, Mike, you and I, and our Baltimore ties, the 757 ties, you know, that's a powerful mix. So, and then the Florida ties. And then, and then the, the Florida, Florida ties. ties. Right. So I, I'm really not happy at the state of our program, uh, especially a few years ago when we had to play an extra game to qualify for a bowl. Even though I'm happy we got to continue that bold streak, uh, I feel like we were given special privilege for that. So uh, I'd like to see our program get back to being dominant. Mike Vick, you took us where no one else could. You took us to the national championship, the big game, man. And you know that's the that's the that's the that's where we need to be. And we yeah. haven't been there since your departure from Virginia Tech. But you created a standard that we haven't been able to get back to. 
Yeah, and I say y'all created a standard because, and, and, and yourself, from what y'all created from DeShazo, shout out to DeShazo, because DeShazo, my man, uh, he, he still lived down in, in the, the Virginia yeah. area where I'm at, down in the Virginia Beach area, so shout out to DeShazo. Right. And, and look, man, it, it, we'll all reconnect at some point. And I, I heard what you said as far as you wanting to be a coach. You know, maybe that needs to be brought, brought up to Fuente at some point. <laughs> well, there were some rumors that some I had to address on behalf of Mike that people were talking about he was coaching. And I called him and we talked. And I know Mike, and I'm not going to let it out the bag. You know, I'm not going to tease nobody. But I know coaching is definitely something that's going to be considered down the line. And, I mean, it's good to have these conversations with Free because – I don't knock anybody. You don't have to be able to be a great coach to have played the game. But I definitely think when it comes to credibility and winning and recruiting and understanding technique, you look across the landscape of college and pro ball, guys that played the game and understand how to teach it are excelling on the coaching level. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I hope that can come to fruition sooner than later, man. Free, um, have you, when's the last time you've been at Tech? Have you been there? Have you watched the game? Um, I know you've got a lot going on in your professional and personal life. Have you have you watched any game? Did you catch the UNC game? Or have you been down there recently? I haven't been in a while. Um, that's one thing I was hoping to address. Like, maybe we can put together an alumni weekend. You know, Blacksburg is such a hard place to get into. I mean, even yes, if you're driving, is. you could get to, to – the, the exit to get to Blacksburg and you could sit in your car for two more hours, you know, yeah. and it's yeah. not the biggest airport. Yeah. It's such a, it's such an inconvenience almost to go back right. to Blacksburg. It's we got to plan more, it out. Right. It's more as difficult it is. Um, um, but I mean, I think just going down to Virginia tech and, and just supporting their program, supporting Fuentes and, you know, it's it, the game is about technique, right? You know, we watch the game every week and, and, I just don't see the technique and technique is what wins football games. And I think not only did we play the game, um, we know the game, we excelled in the game and we're still passionate about the game. And, and um, you know, we just got to get Virginia Tech back to, to, to prominence and where we are. And, you know, maybe we can help them recruit, Mike. You know, we got to find us a job. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Free, um, you talk about uh, passion, and and I've shared this story. I told uh, Andy Bitter of The Athletic, who did the story, he called me after there was discussion on Twitter about Isaiah Ford being a great athlete on the football field and a great basketball player. Brian Randall and Jeff King, the former great tight end for Virginia Tech, played basketball and football for, uh, for Virginia Tech. Um, you talk about that edge that you played with, the chip on your shoulder. Um, people have asked me, you know, what tech is missing. I mean, they're off to a two and no start. So I know we can all be happy about that, but I know the game has changed as far as personal fouls and targeting, but just elaborate on chip and edge because you had it. Cornell Brown had it. Ken Brown mm. had it. Corey Moore had it. John Engelberger had it. Amira Newsom had it. I can go on mm -hmm. and on, you know, like talk about, cause fans hear that and they think it's about manufactured toughness and chirping and spiking the ball. Talk about what that means when it comes to Virginia Tech football and the chip that we've had for a long time up to recent years, the chip, that attitude. What do you mean? Well, that chip and that edge, Dwight, is where we come from. You know, where we mm. come from, you can't be average. Mm. Average get made fun of yep. back when we were yep. growing up. Real yeah. talk. You know, so even Real if talk. you weren't great, you had to have the 
confidence that you were great. And somebody else had to tell you, oh man, you ain't nothing, you ain't that good. But you know, growing up in the inner city, every day was a struggle to, 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 to not survive, but just to get by. And yeah. you developed that along the way. We, we sat on the court and the big, the big fellas played with my basketball while I couldn't play. So I watched, I talked oh about how God, I yes. watched different things. I wasn't just sitting on the side. I was watching what the old heads did and how they went to the yeah. old finger roll, you know? Yeah, I was yeah. stealing back then, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> stealing technique, <laughs> message, still technique. If you, you know, behind somebody, still technique. The edge is that battle that we had every day, whatever we did, whether we were pitching quarters or, or, or playing skillet or, you know, playing horse, it was an edge. Yeah. You went home and you, yeah, I got the championship. So it was a subtle things. And I had an older brother, man. Uh, shout out to my brother, Clarence Freeman. Went into the military, was a superb athlete, uh, but went into the military and I got to watch him all those years. He played football, basketball, baseball. And again, I stole a lot throughout my career to get me yeah. to where I was. And uh, man, just, just watching him grow up. Um, and then when it was my opportunity to play, uh, I was ready. You know, I gave a shout out to my man, Robert Brooks from Green Bay Packers. Um, he was the starting wide receiver. He invented the jump, the Lambo leap. And I just woke up, I saw a, a, a card with me and him on a, a action card. And I just woke up and gave him a shout out. I said, man, I never yeah. got to tell you, but man, you meant the world to me as far as developing my skill and my craft in, in the league. And you were there for me. You were vocal, you were available. And I just told him, I appreciate you. And, uh, shout out to shout out to Rob Brooks. I, I remember the name a little bit about him playing, but I definitely remember seeing him on Techno Bowl too. Cause for real, I mean, we never we never played with the Green Bay Packers, but we know Robert Brooks. If you thought you get Green Bay, you thought of Robert Brooks on Techno Bowl too, y'all. He gonna catch it nine hey. times out of ten. But yeah, listen, yeah. that's crazy, man. I remember, I remember, I remember Robert Brooks. I remember Free in Green Bay. You know, I remember. I'm, I gotta ask you this, Free. I've been meaning to ask you this for a minute. I know we bumped each other a few times in DC, you know, at Wizards games and things like that. Right. When, you know, now Tech got like 20 guys in the league. You got, you know, the Edmonds brothers, you got, you know, Timmy Settle, Tyrod, Tyrod who just had a great game. I mean, we, you know, but back early when I was at Tech, you had Ray Crittenden, Bruce Smith, Tyrone Drakeford, and Antonio Freeman. There was a Monday night game. I hope you remember this, bro, because I was watching it in Terrence View at my friend Tasha's house. And I was doing a paper. I couldn't type, so her friend Keisha, her roommates, would type my paper. I write it. I did my yeah, own work, yeah, but yeah. she would type it. So you were facing off against <laughs> San, you were facing off against San Fran against Drakeford. You remember that? Y'all, he checked you the whole game. And y'all were going at it, man. You remember that? You brought up Green Bay. I've been meaning to ask you that. Because I, I remember at that time, everybody back in the burg was hyped because you were going against Drake and y'all were chirping too. Do you remember that <laughs> night? Yeah, they were Absolutely. going there. Do you I remember faced, that? I faced him a lot during the, that 95, 96, and 97 year when he was with San Francisco and I was with uh, Green Bay. Um, yeah, man, I mean, another guy, man. Just the competition that he and I had during practice every day, the one-on-one -on -one drills, the passing drills, like, that competition, when you can go against a guy like Tyrone Drakeford and beat him occasionally, you know, that does, that it, you know, you talk about that passion and that, that, that it, like those battles with Tyrone Drakeford in college, man, were epic. 
you know, more epic than our time away from the field. Um, right. And uh, man, it was just, it was just to me, like back then we were like unknowns, like forgotten Hokies almost because there was no social media. There were no outlets. You know, you were still watching regional games. So you only got maybe the Redskins back then. You didn't get yeah. those games. It, it right. was no direct TV. There was no right. super channel. Right. Um, so we were kind of felt like the forgotten Hokies. I mean, we were both playing in two back-to-back uh, NFC championship games and uh, we weren't getting a lot of coverage, but yeah, man, we talked the whole game. Uh, you know, I look back at that game and it was so many opportunities. If I would have just stuck to my technique and stuck to my craft <laughs> and I didn't want to beat him so bad, man, I could have destroyed him on a couple of rounds. <laughs> but but now, nah, man, that was great battle. Shout out to Tyrone Drake, but he's going into the Virginia Shout out to in November. Shout out to uh, but those battles, man, we talk about that it. Once you reach a level of accomplishment and you beat a guy one time, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Confidence just, just soars, man. And he was a big part of that during my time at Tech. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, yeah, hey, look, before we preview the, the West Virginia game this week, man, I want to preview because I want to talk to you about your thoughts about the Hokies matching up Morgantown. Tech's ranked 15th, and you know, West Virginia's one to one. They lost to Maryland at Maryland. I do want to ask you um about you know your time in the league. Um we, we talked about that, but just to go in depth, you had I remember another time where I was at, it was my senior year. You guys were playing, um, I can't remember, it was a Super Bowl. You had the longest catch in Super Bowl history. And then you also had that Monday night game that they still show on YouTube and NFL highlights where the ball was tipping. You caught it on the ground on your hip and you got in and, and ran. Um, those moments in the Super Bowl free, being a Super Bowl champion, playing with um, Brett Favre, you know, who had an arm like Mike, I mean, who was a gunslinger. And, you know, playing in front of all those NFL crowds in those moments, being from Baltimore, um, is it a surreal feeling when you reflect on it? Like, is it one of those things where, because I know you always had confidence you played with a chip, but when you look back on it now that you are done playing, do you just take a step back and appreciate it? Or you like, yo, I can't believe I did that. Or like, you know what, that was supposed to happen. I mean, because you, you had a lot of great plays, but the longest catch in Super Bowl history and, you know, and then you had to catch on that Monday night that they thought you were down and it was on the ground. There it is. I want to ask you for that catch. <laughs> oh, <word>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought this for y'all, man. You know, yeah, man. Hey, you know, this for, out, I'll do this for everybody, guys. I'll do this for everybody. See, this is history. This is history, man. Pay attention, <laughs> please, Hokie Nation. Yeah, we have been blessed by the presence of Antonio Freeman. This wow. is a blessing. I've never the seen SPs. one. I've never seen one in per. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, wow. I put it out for y'all, man. I don't do this for everybody. I appreciate it, you, man. It's crazy you brought up that catch too, Free. Who who was that against? Chris Dishman. <laughs> Yo, Chris who was a dog Dishman. and talked in his to. day. Back in his day, he was year man. fourteen by then. Oh, Chris <laughs> Dishman. So, so so he wasn't with the Oilers then. Nah. So okay, so it was it wasn't the Oilers that night because that was an out of conference game. So he, who was he with? Minnesota. The Vikings. It was the Vikings. It was the Vikings. It, okay, it was the Vikings. Gotcha. It was a big Chris Monday Dishman. night game. It was because you know Green Bay and you know they still got that rivalry. Yeah, yeah. And Shout uh, out to Chris Dishman. He was a good yeah. corner. He was my pop's favorite corner. Yeah, he was yeah, physical. He was, a dog. he was a dog, man. Yeah. But what, but what you but what but pre did you like when you look back in that the SB like do you you know it's one of those things you know you appreciate it like. 
Does it mean more the older you? The, the, yeah, does it mean more the older you get? No, nah, I mean, I haven't been back and I haven't been invited back since I got the award. So it's kind of like, it was a one night stand. You know, I got to go out to the <laughs> you know, kick it or you know, do all the Hollywood things. And yeah. you know, for the last 20 years, I've been waiting for an invite back. Like, hey, yeah, like, yeah, like, like the reunion. It's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I must have acted up because I didn't get invited back. <laughs> I think my entourage was too big back then, man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> they wouldn't understand. They wouldn't oh, understand. man. But you talk about that Super Bowl, man. I keep all things precious to me. You know, like I said about my Keon Cup and the bracelets, man, everything. All of my journey, man, I keep close to me because you know what, Dwight? And we all know this, man. Once you come off that football field and you get home to regular life, you just another person, baby. Mm -hmm. So you gotta have all those things mm -hmm. to yeah. remind you mm -hmm. of what you used to be. Because right. once you step foot in them quarters, yeah, you just a normal changed. person. Yeah, the game changes. No more celebrity. Free, give me your, your favorite Brent Favre story because Brent was one of my favorite quarterbacks and you had the pleasure of playing with him for years. What's your favorite Brent Favre story that you can remember, remember right off the top? Man, I don't, remember, I don't know if y'all remember the store Spencer's from back in the day. You know, they would be at Spencer's. the yeah, 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 yeah. Only Brent Favre could do this, right? We're in our meeting on a Friday. You know, Friday's a big <laughs> meeting day talking about a game. Yeah, yeah. So this guy went and got not one, but three little of those jars of those stink bombs that used to smell like an egg, yeah. more or less. Yeah. So we're in a meeting, man, intense meeting, and he lays them on the ground. And it, the whole room just lights up with the, with the smell and everybody's like, oh! So we had to break <laughs> our meeting, like kind of go downstairs to the locker room. And I just remember saying, this man, <laughs> only Brett could get away with this. Only Brett. Whoever else would have did that, would have been out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he was—he was very disruptive. I did hear stories about him, and he was fun to be around for sure. Yeah, and, and you kind of had to be on the lookout because Brett would come from behind you, and this is not made for TV stuff. But he would pull your pants down. You know, <laughs> the stuff we do as little kids. You know, like the kiddie stuff we get to do in yeah. the locker room and be yeah. little boys. You know, so. Man, but every moment with him was, was was unexpected. It was fun. He was a good, uh, what we call a good down south uh, guy. And yeah. uh, man, when his family came up with that moonshine, that was something special. <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout, shout out to Brent Favre, Hall of Fame. Oh my God. Sure. Hey, I do have one more question because I, I I was uh, on the way here, man. and. Um, uh, Coach Steinspring texted me. I told, I because uh, he checked on me. Today's my birthday, so happy uh, birthday, Cuz. Appreciate you, appreciate you, appreciate you. And Steinspring said, "What you doing, big fella?" I said, "Yo, Coach, I'm getting ready to link up with Free and Mike." He was like, "Oh man, tell him I said what's up," and he was talking to whatever. And then I told a few other people, I, you know, because I'm getting text messages all morning. And then somebody asked me, wanted me to ask you this, Freeman, and actually I want to know this as well. You mentioned, and I, I didn't think about it earlier, you and Keon and Vaughn being from Baltimore. Baltimore, you know, for the tourists, we know about the harbor, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, the aquarium. But Baltimore also is known for one of the greatest TV shows in history, and that's The Wire. Carmelo Anthony once yes. said everything in The Wire was accurate. 
Hmm. Um, I go to Baltimore and I go to those tourist spots. Right. You'll never catch me down there where Omar was, but the actor, <laughs> <laughs> the actor that played Omar, you know, um, passed away recently. And, you know, people have been now going back and watching The Wire and giving it his flowers because people don't realize during the golden era of HBO, you had The Wire, Sex in the City, and The Sopranos. And they ran Sunday and Saturday nights for years, but The Wire never got one award. They were nominated, but never got one award. And maybe it was because it was too real. Um, I was very close with Keon like Mike, and Keon used to tell us stories at Tech and talk to me about how real it was and how yes. you had to kind of make it out, kind of like East End New for News. Yeah. Um, Free, when you talk about making it out, I mean, what do you know about that element? I mean, I know you know about it, but like just elaborate about how real the wire was and how real it was escaping what you saw and what, you know, some guys you grew up with succumbed to. Man, I, I get chills right now. First of all, shout out to Michael K. Williams, man. <clears throat> you know, he was a good friend of mine. You know, he spent a lot of time uh, when he was filming The Wire, uh, hanging out with mutual friends and, uh, you know, got to hang out with him and, and, and get to know him and, and his role on The Wire. So shout out to Michael K, man, sad, sad news. Um, but, you know, I would agree with Carmelo. Our mayor once tried to say that what's on The Wire isn't true. And she defended it emphatically. <laughs> like, that's not what real Baltimore is about. Well, the sad Stop. thing is, if you go to Baltimore today, a lot of those same things are probably, you know, still going mm. on in Baltimore. And uh, wow. it is a it is a rough town. Um, you know, I I have daddy at home, you know, and 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 mom, you know. So yeah. I was lucky. I was one of the blessed kids. So yeah, mom focused on school, getting me in the right programs. You know, everything I went for in life, I applied for. I applied to go to middle school because she wanted me to go to a different middle school than where my friends went. I applied to go to high school, which was an engineering school. Uh, and technically, you apply to go to Virginia Tech, but you just do it on an athletic level. And uh, my dad was home, man. So not only did I respect him, but the neighborhood respected him. You know, the guys that were doing their thing, they had enough respect for my dad and my older brother, who I spoke about that, you know, I wasn't a target. I wasn't a candidate for that type of activity in the neighborhood. So shout out to my neighborhood over there. On Absolutely. Street. Yes, sir. Never, never tried to draw me in. They Whatever held you down. might have been going. I was kind of yeah. off limits and they allowed me to grow and, and be who I was without all the, the ridicule sometimes you face in inner cities by not being a part of what the majority does. So, you know, that, that neighborhood and that inner city thing, that can be a direct impact on where and how a person's life goes. So having that strong community back in the nineties, you know, when we really had strong black communities, mm. um, having dad there to, to, to you know what, if stuff got out of line and my dad yeah. would come to the school, man, if the teacher, I had A's in school, but if the teacher said I was causing distractions or acting up, my dad would come to the school, you know, to make yeah. his presence know. And yeah. so I, shout out to my dad, my mom, man, just for making yeah. me accountable. Yeah. You know, about my whole childhood. And That's they're the up. reasons that I made it in Baltimore because I didn't have options. I had yeah. places to go after school. I had to go to my grandma's house. And there was no, it was no cell phone. There was no pager. So, yeah. you know, yeah. they did a great job of just holding me accountable throughout my childhood. And shout out to the coaches who recruited you. I probably wouldn't know who came into Baltimore. The pullout guys like yourself and Keon and 
you know, all areas abroad because you know, that's that's a real thing. And you know, when you're talking about poverty-stricken neighborhoods, and you know, it, the coaches got to be, you know, thorough enough and brave enough to come into some of those areas. But those kids, we need we need help. We need out and be some of the best. You know, might not always be the best athletes or the best players, but give us an opportunity and and, and we can show what we can do. I wasn't the high, you know the highest recruited guy. You know, it was Ronald Curry, but. You know, Coach Beamer came down to East Newport News, like Dwight said, and he recruited me and he got me up to Virginia Tech and it changed my life. So shout out to all the coaches who paved the way and, you know, wasn't afraid. And that's what we got to get back to. That's just toughness. That's toughness. Hey, I didn't get a visit from Coach Beamer when I was recruited, so. <laughs> he didn't? Coach came <laughs> I, to my I, house. I got, I got Coach Mike Clark, who was the defensive coordinator at the time, but you guys got special visits from Coach Beamer, so. No, 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 no. I didn't know all that. <laughs> yeah. Coach had, some, yeah. Coach had yeah. some security at the end of the block. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I love Coach, it. Cat, like Coach Cat, down. Coach Cat, Hike, and Beamer went to yep. see Mike. Coach Hyde and Beamer came. I remember I came home from basketball practice and my sister was like, it's two white guys in your our living room. I was like, who? And it was Coach <laughs> Beamer and Coach Hyde. And then I, yeah, but I didn't know, I didn't know free, but look, ain't too many people going to Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Baltimore, look. Baltimore hey, different. Baltimore, hey. My, hey Shout out look. to Baltimore. Hey man, I, I love hey, Baltimore. I, I love people. I love Baltimore. I love Real Baltimore. Talk. I made the Ravens loss last night. You know, I ain't, you Me know. Me too, I, I, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but that's yeah. another story. Yeah, man. but Free, so look, Tech got Mike and Free. Tech has West Virginia this weekend. We've all played in Morgantown. You're talking about rough environments on the football level. I don't know how it is now, but from when I still hear, it's still rough. We all heard the speeches when Beamer and Bustle and everybody were like, hey, keep your helmet on. You stay close. <laughs> don't talk to nobody. I was like, man, I feel like we're going to Beirut. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, yo, what's going on? I was a young kid. So Tech is 15th in the country, okay? Um, they had a very good win over UNC, left some points on the board, but they won that game against the Heisman candidate and Sam Howell. Right. They they beat Middle Tennessee, came out a little sluggish, but pulled away in the second half, looked like a good team. The defense for Tech has been playing great. Justin Hamilton, a former Virginia Tech player, is now the coordinator, took over for the legend Bud Foster. They're playing West Virginia, who I mentioned earlier, uh, had a tough loss to Maryland. Maryland beat them in Maryland in College Park. And then um, they came back and blew out some team. I don't even remember, but they won by like 50 or 60 points. What does Tech, you know, free, I'll start with you. What does Tech have to do to win this game? They play, it's a 12 o'clock kickoff in Morgantown, not a night game. I, don't, I haven't seen the point spread, but Tech is 15th and they're coming in with confidence, but West Virginia, it's for the Black Diamond Trophy. It's still a trophy game. What does Tech got to do to win that game? Um, I think it first starts with defense, that pressure. Um, when you're able to uh, make plays on the offensive team's other side of the ball, I think that gives your defense a, a larger latitude to, for play calling and, and the schemes and disguises that Virginia Tech likes to do defensively. So the pressure from that front four, uh, whether we have to send an extra backer or not, uh, then now that dictate coverage when you have to send backers. So mm -hmm. I always start with that front four and their ability to be on the opponent's other side of the field. Um, mm -hmm. And our secondary has been playing lights out. We've always had an athletic secondary. They're our playmaking level. Um, offensively, you know, we got to score points and we have to convert on third downs. Uh, when you look at the struggles that Tech has had, it's the third down com conversions. 
Mm. And they're kind of predicated on maybe a penalty, uh, maybe a negative play. Now you're in second and 12. And that changes the play calling for the offensive uh, coordinator. So I just think they have to score points. And it's, it's all about the front four up front. It's funny that we're on with the West Virginia game. My first touchdown at Tech was against West Virginia in West Virginia in that stadium. And uh, it was all about defense then. And it's going to be all about Virginia Tech's front four this week. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you, Fred. And, you know, because when I look at the game this weekend, you know, just the overall landscape, as far as what happened the last two weeks, you know, I think one, we draw off the experiences from the North Carolina game. It was a big time game and they came into our house. Now we going into somebody else house, else's house. It's a different atmosphere. It's going to be rowdy. It's going to be hostile, but we know we can start fast, start fast and just keep up the pace, keep up the pace throughout the floor of the game. And, Cause there's been some dead spots over the last, you know, two weeks, you know, second, third quarter where we kind of hit some spurts offensively, but we don't have any action. So we can just keep up the pace, continue to score points. The defense will hold it down, I think. The defense is going to continue to get better as they get to, get to see more looks and play against different opponents and see different offenses, things that change. But my concern is for the offense to just stay consistent throughout, keep up the pace, and finish the game. No doubt. I, I'll say this, man. Everything y'all cover, everything I would say, and I agree with y'all both. Let me ask you this, though. Don't you guys, as players, when y'all play, I hear fans and, you know, and we both talk, we all three of us talk about hostile environment. I I love going on the road. Like, I love, you know, you know, I know as a lineman, you got to hear the quarterbacks, you know, signals, whatever. But, like, it's something special, whether it's high school, college, or pro, you can go on the road and shut fans up. Do you, do you feel like you guys played at a better level? When you play on the road, like, did you step your game up even more? Did you embrace that moment? Because some guys shy away. Some guys shy away. I've seen guys, you know, talking about I need a breather or, you know, I got to tie my shoe, my, my <laughs> cleat fell off. They hide. Y'all know, see, that's why y'all laughing. We know guys in basketball and football that be like, yo, man, I can't find my chin strap. What are you talking about? It's right there. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, like, wouldn't y'all love to play in a game like this? I mean, I love going on the road because home games, sometimes they get distracted, um, get family members and friends that come up and, you know, not only do they want to see you play, but they want some of Michael Vick or Antonio Freeman or the white Vick. They want some of our time as well. And, 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 and sometimes that can be a distraction. You know, when you, when you get on a road trip, like, like you said, it's just, it's just something to feeling like that big group of guys, you, you're getting on a plane together. You know, you're getting off the plane together, all in unison. You're marching into that hotel room. You're going through your meetings. And that game day when you wake up, man, you hear all this crap on TV because you're the opposing team. You're hearing all how, how great this team you're playing is. And, you know, now you get that edge and that chip and you you, you get that, wanna, <clears throat> that will to want to win. So those yeah. were the exciting times for me, the peace that you get on the road. And just hearing how great the team you're playing against on the local news that morning. It gave me yeah. that edge, it gave me that chip to want to come dance, maybe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look, 2002, we was on the plane. Atlanta Falcons headed to Minnesota. It was the, the day that I had that big run that they still talk about to this day. Didn't know it was going. Which one, I, I, Which the, one? The one that they always talk about, they think <laughs> it's my favorite. 
but it's not my favorite. It was a stressful moment in overtime. I just had, I was trying to get out of the stadium, but <laughs> you, you talk about on the road and just the sense of calm. Um, we, we was on the plane, I fell asleep for a short period of time. It might've been 30 minutes. But when I woke up, I looked around. My surroundings was my teammates. We were on a plane. I was the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. And the sleep that I just had was so peaceful. It was like a dream that I woke up into. I dreamt my whole life and it was real. And it was so relaxing just to be with my teammates and to be with my guys. And I'm like, man, I actually played for the Atlanta Falcons. We on the way to play the Minnesota Vikings on the road, hostile environment. I know it's going to be a tough game. They had some good players on defense. I won't try to name them because I probably don't remember half of them. But that was the reality. And I was with my guys. We was on the road. And it was like, I love playing on the road. From that moment on, playing on the road was like a big deal to me because it's us against them. And like you say, Freeman, all the hoopla, the white, you know, everything that come along with it, whether they throwing batteries at you or <laughs> throwing tomatoes at you. Uh, yeah, give me all that. Because when I make throw, when I make this throw or throw this touchdown, you're going to forget about everything that you just did when I walked into the stadium. And I know we all had them big moments. And y'all know road wins are so much better than home wins. Yeah, no doubt, man. Hey, guys, so Free, I told you about this when we were preparing for the show, man. I um, we, uh, we're down to our last two segments. We got Hokie trivia and be thinking about, uh, Hokie shout outs. We got Hokie shout outs coming up. So that's when each one of us shout out a Hokie on a pro or a college level that we want to, could be a coach or player or somebody in the league, whatever, or even somebody that's retired, somebody that's done something in the alumni. So be thinking about that, but free. Now I'm going to get you and Mike. I got to pull it up here. This is Hokie trivia. So we got four questions. I asked you and Mike. To see if y'all know, I'm not trying to trip you up. There's no prize at this, but um, I'm going to ask you free first, and I go to Mike. All right. So <clears throat> this should uh, this should be a good one. Um, first question, free. Virginia Tech Hokies failed to overcome which undefeated team in the 2006 Nokia Sugar Bowl? Was it A. Texas, B. Florida State, C. Auburn? or D, Tennessee? So the choices are Texas, Florida State, Auburn, or Tennessee. In the 2006, actually, excuse me, uh, 2000, it was the 2004 Sugar mm -hmm. Bowl. Yeah, 2004. 2004? Okay. 2004, mm -hmm. 2004 okay. Um, Not 2006, 2004, yeah. No cheating. No, 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 I'm thinking, I'm thinking. It's, it's either one or four. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the first one, man. I can't remember which one Texas, you said, so you're I'm saying Texas? Texas? So you're saying Texas, Mike, what are you saying? I'm gonna say it was Florida State. C. All right, B, B, Florida State, okay. B, Florida the, State. The correct answer is Auburn. Auburn. <laughs> Auburn, if you remember, and I remember that, Auburn was undefeated. They had those running backs, Cadillac Williams. Oh, and Ronnie Brown. Yeah, yeah, Jason Campbell was the quarterback. And Ronnie Brown. Shout out to Jason. That's my dude. <laughs> yeah. 
Tech it's lost by three. Tech lost. I told you this is the funniest segment of the show. I get so much feedback on this, man. People be at home watching. It's like, how he ain't know that? Yeah, yeah. This our own version of Jeopardy. This Jeopardy. This hokey yeah, Jeopardy right now. Yeah. Yo, people be like, yo, yeah. But Tech's, uh, excuse me, uh, Auburn was undefeated. Tech, it was Tech's first year in the ACC. Um, they uh, were picked to finish near the bottom. We all know they won the conference in the inaugural season, man. And um, they lost a tough one at US, USC and the FedEx that year in the uh, you know, inaugural game. I mean, inaugural kickoff, whatever. And then they played in the Sugar Bowl and lost to uh, Auburn. All right, here's the funny one. Well, right, hey, Dwight, that last yeah. one, we got that's a technicality misfit, man. That don't count. You told us 2006. <laughs> I corrected it before I asked you. But, but my mind was already on 2006. That's 2006. <laughs> was rolling that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. This is a funny one. This is a funny one. Um, during the 1989 Virginia Tech UVA, UVA football game, a fight broke out, a brawl, following the game. In the fight, Coach Frank Beamer had a few teeth knocked out from a errant blow from one of his own players. I heard this story when I was at Tech. Who was the player? Was it A, Cornell Brown, B, Jimmy Witten, C, Jesse Penn, or D, Carter Wiley? You said this is 1989, right? 1989, yes. Okay, can I get those names again? Yep. I'm down. Cornell, Cornell Brown, Jimmy Witten, Jesse Penn, and Cardi, Carter Wiley. I want to say the underdog Carter Wiley, but I'm wanting to say it's Jimmy Witten. Okay. The so dog you know, I got the tech, so. So, Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I came put, in 90. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I try to pick the trivia. I try to get a mix of when your player was there. Yeah, when, yeah okay. So, because uh, who you going? Who you going with? Is Cornell Brown? Is it Jimmy Witten, Jesse Penn, or Carter Wiley? Jesse Penn. You said that with confidence. You said Jesse, Jesse Penn. Penn. Okay. The correct answer is Jimmy Witten. <laughs> Jimmy Witten. <laughs> Jimmy Witten was a big BN. And he, and, yeah, you probably, I don't know if he was there. You probably remember. I, my, there. I told you I used my keys. Yeah, he was in yeah. the doghouse when I got the tech. They wouldn't they didn't, they couldn't <laughs> start lining up. So my, my mind racing, I said, it had to, that had to be the reason why. It had to have been that guy. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Witten, man. Yo, shout out to him, man. And Beamer, yeah. Bruce told me that story. Shout out to my guy, Bruce, man. Bruce, Bruce. Bruce told me, because Bruce, if you want a story, tell, I might need to, we might need to get him on here. He's been on my other podcast. Bruce told me the fight broke out and he looked and Coach Beamer was like, help me find my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, Bruce is like, I don't even know Bruce would miss a Hokie trivia. He knows everything about tech and all. Oh, school. he, he yeah. got, we got to bring him on, cuz. Yeah. Okay, God. here we go. Bruce Gone, the man yeah. Blackbird, baby. Yes. yes. All right, here we go. Which weather event, excuse me, what weather, what, what weather occurred that postponed Virginia Tech's appearance um in the uh i don't know oh yeah it was that's right it was a 2000 bca bca bowl it was it was a, it was like a kickoff classic so it was a weather it was a weather event that uh postponed the game um was it a flash flood was it a tornado or lightning or hurricane 
Let Free go first. Was it a flash flood, a tornado, lightning, or hurricane? 2000. Yeah. I'm going to go. Let uh, me read those answers one more time. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a 2000 game. No, just the answer. Okay. It was a flash flood, tornado, lightning, or hurricane. Oh, it was a hurricane. Hurricane? Yeah. The year's 2000. So, Mike, do you have this one? <clears throat> it was lightning. Yep. And it saved, <laughs> and it saved, it saved Georgia Tech's you-know-what that day. Because I was about <laughs> to get in a rear. Yeah. I was about to get in a rear. Yeah, Lee Corso car got struck. Shout yep. out to Lee Corso. Lee Corso <laughs> rental car. Lee Corso rental car got hit by lightning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Saved Georgia hit. Tech that night. Yeah. yeah saved Georgia, Georgia Tech. Yeah. It was no good, Mike. Play. No, we they didn't, didn't even play. play the game. Yep. Uh, we didn't even make it to the game. Like, right before we, like the bus was pulling up to the stadium and you could tell with some like, you know, some inclement weather. It was, look, it was the breeze started blowing before, you you know, before the calm, before the storm. <laughs> right, right. And the lightning bolt just came, boom, and we seen some fire. And they say, game over, game off. Lee Corso car got struck. The broadcast <laughs> can't go on, so the game can't go on. <laughs> that was that game for the year. Yeah, they never played it. And I think, yeah, they um, never played it. I don't know if Joey Hamilton was still there. Was he there? No, uh, no, uh, Joey left. Yeah, yeah. Thank God, was, because it was. Yeah. yeah, it was. I was a big anticipated game because it was the it was. Tech versus yep. before they it was, was, it was uh, I think it was opening night. I think it was like yeah. the first game of the season. Like mm -hmm. we was just, you know, and you know, when you go through that, the process of the spring and the summer, all you hear about is the first team on the schedule. Right. So all we heard about was Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech. And I was just ready to, I was going to put something <laughs> on them that day. I was going to put something on them that day. I was hey, definitely leading Heisman Trophy candidate after that one. Yeah, that's why Lee Corso back in the day he started he didn't like to pick against Tech. He said, last time I did it, my car got struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, all right, this is the last one. Okay. Um, Frank Reamer's blue chip recruit, Maurice Giseso, was from which high school? Was it Martinsville, DeMatha, William Fleming, William Fleming, or Bassett? Was it Bassett High School, Martinsville? It wasn't William Fleming. I think that's where Lee Suggs went, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the Matha, sound like that's from the Northern Virginia school. That's I know he's from down that way. Yeah, that's what I say, DC, Northern Virginia. Uh, I'm gonna say Bassett. You gonna say Bassett? Okay, I'm going right there. So you got Bassett. Oh, good guesser, Mike. What you got, Frank? Yeah, it's Bassett. It's Bassett. Yes, it was Bassett. I'm yep. a good guesser. It was Bassett. Hey, you know, I, 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 it was a lot of times I was in class and I was doing this, these type of curriculums and I had multiple choice, four, four answers, and I had the you know, process of elimination. So why wouldn't you choose was. Martinsville, though? Martinsville, I think, you know, I seen that sign driving to Blacksburg, and I think that's like four hours away. Um, yeah, so I thought you was you gonna know, take the bait on Bartonsville, and I was gonna nah, win. Nah, but Bassett sound like it's like local. Sound like it's like somewhere <laughs> in with 
somewhere in East End, Virginia or something. So so here's the thing, man. Like I took I take these myself before I, you know, put them on my phone. And I actually chose Martinsville. And then they they give you the correct answer. And I said, yeah, it was Bassett. Because I remember wow. um T Bass and everybody used to joke about Bassett. They go, that man from Bassett, Virginia. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, but look, I know we shouted them out again, but I, I just want to say, man, you know, we got two goats on this show, you know, with Free, you and Mike. And, you know, Virginia Tech has had, you know, Tyrod Taylor. We just had Brian Randall on last week. And, you know, you had a lot of guys that come through. But um, Maurice was that dude. Like, people forget. I just want to spend a little second on talking about Maurice. Maurice, my red shirt year uh, after the 93 season was a Heisman candidate, a legit one. Not on something we trying to push. Like, national media had him as a Heisman candidate. And, he was also a, a, a multi-sport athlete like Free. He was on that team where I almost ended Free's career uh, <laughs> playing basketball. <laughs> but Maurice was, um, he was a special player, man. And I think sometimes the older we get, not just at Virginia Tech, we got to make sure we appreciate the guys that did the groundwork, man. Free, I mean, Free, we shouted him out. He's on the show. But Maurice, man, like, I used to look at him too, man. He had that swagger. He threw a great ball. He was, he, you know, and honestly, if you look at, the offenses that are out now, and I said this to you, Mike, you talked about this on Fox Sports and things like that, but if Maurice played now with the spread, the quick game, and and, and yeah. how they spread you out, it, he would yeah. be putting up numbers, man. Yeah, That's yeah, crazy. It, 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 it would fit, it would definitely fit his skill set. I think what uh, DeShazo got caught up in was the offenses probably changing from what they was doing in the 80s to, you know, the early 90s, and it was, you know, a lot of two back sets, right. two tight ends, two backs. There wasn't no spread, you know, so the opportunity to grow as a passer, um, as a quarterback in general, just wasn't there. But, yeah, my reason to say is still put up big numbers. I watched him a couple times as a kid. Uh, didn't see Virginia Tech a lot, so I was a little confused as to where they came from, but I know it was a guy wearing number 12 who was a black quarterback who needed some attention paid to, just like I, I watched Sean Moore. At Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another guy. Listen, yep. man. When Maurice DeShazer, we came in on the same recruiting class. Man, the whole front page of the Hokey Huddle was Maurice DeShazer. He had his shades on. I mean, <laughs> every article was about Maurice DeShazer. And on the bottom line, it said Baltimore, Maryland recruit Antonio. <laughs> man, everything was about Maurice DeShazer. I mean, he was really when I got to campus, like he was like the biggest thing to everybody in the state of Virginia. Like yeah, he was. Shazer, he was super athletic. Uh, man, he could do almost anything. And it, it's funny you say that he would fit perfect uh, in today's game. And I, I remember oh, they wanted him to switch his position from quarterback and take a tryout with a team at wide receiver, which he wasn't very polished and skilled at. So, right. uh, you know, he did, he did, he wasn't really set on a, on a change more or less, but yeah, man, one of the biggest recruits aside from you, Mike, in Virginia tech history, man, I'm talking yeah. about, I used to be overshadowed looking at all the recruiting stuff. It was all Maurice <laughs> DeShazo. Yeah. Shout out to DeShazo. <laughs> and he a great dude too. More importantly, he's a good man. He's yeah, a really he good man. Yes, my God. Well, since we shouting out people, man, um, Mike, I'll let you go first. Do you have anybody, a tech alum, a tech player, you want to just shout out on our show right now? Somebody my, that yeah, you want to give yeah. some love to? 
Yeah, well, my hoagie shout out for the week is going to go to Tyrod Taylor. And I said I wasn't going to be quarterback biased, but I got to show Tyrod some love because Tyrod stepped in against the Jacksonville team who was favored to win the game and showed that he can still play the game at a high level, very efficient, uh, played an amazing game, and uh, hopefully he'll let that momentum lead him into the next couple of weeks. So shout out to Tyrod Taylor putting up big numbers. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jacksonville was favored? Jacksonville was favored. What? <laughs> I want to say Jacksonville was favored to win that game. That's yes. crazy. That's yes. crazy, yo. Oh, man. Free a big spot. I want to give a big shout out to that freshman basketball team that, that made me walk off the court when you fouled me because <laughs> there was a lot of discussion over the last <laughs> decade or so about those five gentlemen that entered the court with you guys and how they dominated us. And I kept telling those guys, like, man, I don't remember y'all just dominating us, just dominating. But I forgot totally about when I left the court because you fouled me. Yeah. So it explains why I don't remember losing to that freshman class with we, you, all you guys. And I, I keep telling them guys every time we get together, I'm like, yo, y'all didn't beat us. But they swear by it that you guys whipped our class but now that you brought up that I walked off after I got fouled, I don't know what happened after that. So maybe they did win, but I wasn't there for the complete game for a beatdown. And we are all the time when we get together. We do, we do, we do. And Bruce Gons is there. And, yeah, and yeah. Like, man, I don't remember y'all beating us. Yeah, yeah, listen, wow. man. Yeah, we, we, me, Al Clark, Wheatley, James yeah. Crawford, Tony yeah. Morrison, we always talked about it. Yo, we, we still we still would get together. Tony, shout out to my guy, Tony Morrison. He's not a part shout of my shop. Timo. But Timo be like, hey, Victor, hey, Victor, tell him, Victor, <laughs> tell him, Victor, <laughs> tell him, Victor. <laughs> he the only guy I let call me Victor, man. Victor Papadopoulos. That's what Tony Morrison oh, always called. Hey, God. listen, man, that's the brotherhood we got, man. And speaking of my last shout out, or our last shout out for our show, I want to shout out Logan Thomas. Um, Quietly, we, we talked about quarterbacks and free talking about overcoming adversity. I think Logan Thomas' story is crazy because if you look at it, he came in and he was one of the best tight ends in the country. He only played quarterback in high school because they needed him to. And then right. that didn't end up happening at Tech when Tyrod left. They didn't really have a quarterback because right. Tyrod left. He was supposed to red shirt and he ended up playing his freshman year. And they didn't have that four-game freshman rule, so he ended up leaving, and it was a little bit ahead of schedule. And Tech didn't get anybody else, so Logan stepped up and played for the team and had a great run. Um, but, you know, when you're not a natural quarterback, you get criticized when you miss throws, but he still led Tech to 11-win season, some great games. And then he goes to the NFL with the franchise in Washington that's still for the longest time in transition, even though they won the NFC East last year. Still a team that you're still trying to find their way at quarterback. But if you take a step back, whether you play fantasy football or not, Logan's doing it, bro. Like, yeah, you know, and he's yeah. six six out there, man. He's very yeah. humble. Lynchburg guy, another area where a lot of great athletes have come out of Lynchburg. Carl Bradley, yep. Andre Kendrick, Cornell Brown, Ruben Brown. So, you know, I'm just happy for Logan. Um, I'm not close with him, but he's part of our Hokey Brotherhood, and I wanted to shout him out because. You know, even when the team is struggling, he's going to get him a touch, and he can do the wildcat. He's a great, Everything. he's a great, per he's a great person, man. Great, great yeah. player. Journey, man. Shout That's the journey. Got to play QB. Tight. You got to yeah. go wherever they whatever want. Whatever it takes. Yeah, whatever, whatever it takes, it man. Take. Whatever it takes.
and, and that's the journey that we get privileged upon growing up and going through the process. We're the best quarterback. We're the best wide receiver or offensive lineman. And then when somebody says, hey, I want you to change to it, they think that we're insulting your craft. No, we right. just think you're better off at a different position. So yeah. that's another thing that we have to address as athletes is the ability to change and put in the work that it takes to change. I think yeah. people are scared to put in the work because change requires so yeah. much work. Yeah, I yeah. love it. People yeah, are afraid of change. Don't yeah. be afraid of change. Don't be afraid Shout of change. Let that be the man. Baby. <laughs> Kevin Martin, Steve Rich, 241. <laughs> the squad. I love it. Yo, I love it. So, hey, yo, this has been a lot of fun. This has been a lot of fun, man. Like, this has been an honor for me, man, because I told you free off, off, off air. We talk. I tell you when I see you how much, you know, I respect you, how much I love you, man, and how much I looked up to you. And you know all the OGs, Jim Pine, Bill Connedy, Mike Byanchin, all you know everybody. Big Rich got rest his soul. Big Rich, Richard Bowen, you guys took took us in. You know the Fab Five and all the other freshmen. And um, how can how can people keep up with you? What you got going? I know you. I know you free. We talk. You just you just you a low key guy. I ain't trying to bring no attention your way. But if there's something going on, a golf tournament, are you doing some stuff with you know what do you got going on this year? Some things, if you're going to be at some NFL games, what you got going on, man, where they can keep up with you? Um, well, I'm, I, I do a fan page, man, the end zone with Antonio Freeman. Um, I okay. Really nice. Personal page and follow a lot of people. You know, I, I just, I like to walk a straight line, man. One house, mm -hmm. one car, be on a one lane highway. You know, that's fine. <laughs> with my blind yeah. is on. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm on Cameo. You can book me on Cameo. Um, we put together some nice, uh, phone video things there um you know i'm back and forth to green bay love to come back to virginia tech maybe we can coordinate and uh put together an alumni weekend man just the three of us and man i'm telling you it'll be big man if we get the right yeah. people in front of it i look forward to it yes sir we definitely will look into that i work on that you know i work on that amongst the many things i got going on man but you know again free um Mike and I, thank you for jumping on, man. You know, we're early in the stages of this show, man, but we've had some great guests, and you just fit that bill, too, man. It's been a lot of fun, man. We love the insight. I know I the fans are going to appreciate this. You know what I'm saying? Um, we we reminisce this week, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, 12 o'clock. Get your popcorn ready, your pizza rolls. If you tailgating, be safe. If you're driving to Morgantown, especially my Hokie fans and family, be safe. Morgantown is not to play with. It ain't be more. It's a it's a different kind of it's a different kind of rough. Different energy, different energy. <laughs> shout out, hey. shout out to you, free man. We love you, bro. Hey, we hey. you coming man, anytime, on, man. Anytime hey. y'all need me, man. Shout out to Bo Campbell, very instrumental in my development at Tech. Again, a guy played before me. I had to wait behind. I had to steal a lot of his skills and craft, along with Nick Cullen and those guys. And I, I just thank you, Tech, for giving young kid out of Baltimore a chance. And uh, I hope I made y'all proud on and off the field. Yes, you did. Yes, you did, man. So that's it for today. Like we said, every episode, man. Go Hokies. Shout out Denny Marie, baby. Denny Marie. <laughs> <laughs> first wide out coach. <laughs>